Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 856, Echo Sequence, recorded live on April 6th, 2023. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Duststorm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And apologies for being away for the last two weeks. First week was my anniversary. Got to spend some time with the wife. We built the new Rivendell Lego set during our Fun. time off. And then the following week, we both got sick. So last week, my voice was not in a good spot to do a podcast. But we're back, and we've got quite a bit to talk about. We completely missed the Fracture event, the first Fracture for Season 3, so we'll breeze through that a little bit. We've got a couple of new things with Season 3 content coming down the pipe that we'll talk about in our news section. Uh, We'll talk about a couple campaign missions. We'll dive back in. I think the last place that we left off was the sequence, so we'll touch on that at least a little bit in the podcast. And just get a little general update on how things have been. So, how has Fragon Friday been, GT? Because that's the only thing that we've done over the past three weeks. Two weeks, but yeah, uh, we've we've been having a lot of fun. Uh, been hanging around, of course, big team. We've As had we do. Uh, we've had good nights and bad nights. <laughs> you know, at least at least last Friday we we didn't meet up with any of the major streamers. <laughs> yeah. We had a few good matches. We had a few good matches, as I recall. And then, yeah, I w- I was not having a good night last week. It was I, my coordination was definitely not good. I, well, I should let me rephrase rephrase that. It was worse than normal. <laughs> it happens. I mean, I know I'm not consistent, so I'm sure there are others are that aren't either. Well, here lately, I've just really haven't had the desire to play anything really i you know i not even playing you know solitaire on my phone i just i haven't had the desire to oh. just play anything just kind of cleansing out or just no just feel like doing something else no just, well no i really just sat on my butt <laughs> <laughs> just the truth um yeah you know, i just ha- i've had no desire to really fire up the xbox or the computer and play which really sucks because I just spent $120 on a game. What game? Destiny. Oh, okay. I thought. Wait. Their expansion and their season pass. $120? Yep. Yeesh. And people think 343 are asking for a lot of money. <laughs> to be fair, it's DLC. It's new. Like, actually new comic. It, it, is, all, it, it is all DLC, and it is an entire year's worth of content. You know, so there's new content that's going to be coming across, coming out throughout the entire year. Fair point. And of course, their ba- their battle pass or whatever you call it, actually has things that you can use. Yeah. Um. Where, I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. The Infinite's battle pass is fine, but not everybody's going to use the armor that's in it. Nope. And. All hopes of DLC for campaign have been pretty much dashed at this point with the departure of many creative personalities at the studio. Well, we've just had an undetermined delay on that. Because <laughs> they're going to have to do something. If they, unless they've changed directions to the point where they're going to push out another new game in three years, which I don't see that happening because it's going to take them three years to get Infinite running right. They're going to have to do some kind of, well, they sh- they don't have to, but there's going to have to be something other than the battle passes to keep people engaged with the game. Well, I think it's it seems like multiplayer is kind of where their focus is on this point. I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of folks that really want to see the campaign DLC or want to have some expansion on that in some way or another. 
the the story that we're getting with the multiplayer stuff is cool. It's it is cool. Spartan Ops esque. It's not yeah. really it's not really that, but at least it continues the narrative. I mean, they're going to need to do something. If they're not going to do another game, they're going to have to give us something because we just went through a seven year drought when it comes to story. It's going to be rough if if we have to wait. It's going to be time. really hard to retain people if they're not going to work on the story more. Well, with everyone supposedly that was working on campaign or story or narrative or whatever, having left, like I, said, it, like- I, I yeah, I I know that they don't have any anybody right now, but it's gonna, there's it's at the, least two years. Yeah, there's going to be if they don't release another game or release another story, then that probably will spell the end of Halo. Because multiplayer isn't cutting it. You mean Halo Infinite or you mean like as a franchise? I mean Halo in general. Are you saying like if they don't release something within like three years you think it's going to be dead or? If they just stop releasing story content, like long form story content, there's a lot of, don't get me wrong, the multiplayer in the Halo games has always been a draw. And it does give the game replayability, but there is a limited amount of time that works. Yeah, and there's a fair population of the Halo community that is there for the story. Right. And pretty right much now, just play the yeah. story. By and right by. now, when it comes to multiplayer, we're kind of riding a little bit of a high because Season 3 just launched. Yeah. I don't see them not getting back to story at some point, but it seems like, like the said, focus for Infinite is pretty much yeah, the foc- multiplayer in Seasons. So they're not, yeah, you're right. we're not going to see DLC and campaign for at least... It's going to be a while, but yeah. I'm just at saying... At least a couple years. They need to keep that in mind and once they get the multiplayer dialed in and start getting aware they're doing their three-month seasons they're getting good content out for the multiplayer they -hmm. need to start working on either another game or dlc and i wonder if they'll do kind of what overwatch did as far as the game goes because if they continue just to build on top of infinite what overwatch did when they released overwatch 2 was it was actually released under the same title on like PlayStation and Xbox. Like it was basically replaced Overwatch One. Mm-hmm. So if they still might be able to kind of hold on to this Halo Infinite is the Halo platform from now on. And okay, now you just have a new campaign that you buy. There's you just continue to do new seasons. Yeah, that's it seems yeah, like what that's, that's kinda what Destiny's doing. Yeah, that's exactly what Destiny's doing. Uh, once a year, they release a big expansion, which is a you know a continuation of the existing story that usually makes no freaking sense. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I, sorry, wrong game. Um, but And then they do the seasonal content, which tells a smaller story, smaller part of the greater story for the year. Which, if we can take a pause real quick, one of the main... Actors in Destiny passed away during our hiatus. Lance Reddick. Mm-hmm. He will be missed. Yeah. Zavala will never be the same. Nope. He was he was a phenomenal voice actor, and I didn't even He is. Like he has that voice in <coughs> Destiny and also I I first the first thing I watched that he was in was Fringe. Mm-hmm. And then I I heard him in Destiny. And then yep. the John Wick series. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that the, any of the voices that he's put on is not his, apparently is not his normal, just day-to-day voice. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, it's very sad to see him uh, pass away. At such a young to, age as well. Yeah, and it was un- very unexpected, very sudden. Mm-hmm. It was natural causes. Uh, from what I've heard so far, but to to go at sixty is just—I mean, it's another thing to die at ninety. You know, if you're ninety years old and you die of natural causes, but at sixty, yeah, you never know when your number's up. So that's true. So yeah, uh, moving on from that though, we've got quite a bit of Halo news to go over. 
Of course, we missed the first fracture event of season three. So, but we did get a, a story shard during the the fractures event. So that's been posted over on Halo Waypoint, and there was also the little intercession page on in the game if you went to to look at it there as well. So if you want to look at the the precipice story, you can head on over to Waypoint, check it out. Uh, parts uh, part one is up for your reading pleasure, and then part two will be coming out with the next fracture event coming out in three weeks or so. I think that's about right. I have to admit the storytelling is getting better. No, sorry, it comes out the, next week. Sorry, the little stories. Week. So yeah. I'll be I'll be interested to see where they take it next. Yep, week two of Firewall comes. Or starts April 11th. So it'll actually start uh, next Tuesday. So that should be fun. Get some more of that featured playlist stuff in there. It'll be a lot of fun to to go through. We've also got a couple new Intel pieces. So there's the Echoes Within Intel. Intel 1 and 2 are up on Halo Waypoint for your reading. First one actually references back to, if you remember, the the Season 3 opening cutscene, not the recap, but the season three where it's Spartan Din and Iritus, that operation that went south when he was still an Oni agent. There's a little the little Intel snippet is actually from that event that happened. And then Intel two is kind of a little more backstory of the multiplayer map Oasis. And that there was this rocky planet with a forerunner artifact and is actually where the AI Governor Sloan that we met in Halo 5 Guardians started to kind of make some stuff happen while Cortana was leading the charge of the created. So very curious to see how these things continue to play out. And they're connected. kind of neat if they had, to, had his avatar just kind of pop up randomly around the map. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. I wonder if there is any little text easter eggs that actually indicate that i haven't gone through and actually looked at any of the me me either and i haven't seen anybody that has done any video on it but i wouldn't put it past them seeing this intel it it would be interesting to take a look and the interesting part is intel one and two are actually connected so the operation that spartan din well was only at the time went on was for this same foreigner artifact that is in the map Oasis. I wonder if the other two maps are also going to be intertwined into the Intel. So that'll be fun if it is. We've got another cannon fodder. With it, we actually have the Season 3 cinematic and the previously on in Halo Infinite Season cinematics that 343 uploaded. So thank you, 343, for doing that. I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there that appreciate that and a lot of content creators will use that in their B-roll. Mm-hmm. Both of those are up there. We've got a few more map details for Oasis, Cliffhanger, and Chasm. If you wish to go see a little more of where the origins of those maps are within the narrative of the Halo universe, there's some additional lore behind the SPI armor that Herospis has given us. And I believe that's it. Talking about Halo Outcasts, the latest novel coming out later this summer. And I believe that's pretty much most of what we've got news-wise. Oh, there was a new Forge features that came out at the end of last month, and we actually played on one of those Forge Features maps on Friday last week, the Spicy Sumo Bowl. So that was three, actually a lot of fun. That was actually a lot of fun. It was. It was Mongoose Sumo. So if you folks that are listening are familiar from, I guess, Halo Reach would have been the first time we would have seen it. But we've been playing it through Halo Reach 4, 5. Mm-hmm. But you just get Mongoose, you go around in a bowl and the outer ring falls off and you have to slowly keep getting in more and more. Uh, a few of us were being 
ridiculous going in the opposite direction of the flow <laughs> and causing no. people to fall off. Nobody would drive backwards in a in a in a sumo rat race, would they? I wasn't the first. I'll just say that. I wasn't the I wasn't the one that started it, but I certainly kept the train going. There are five maps that 343 did showcase though. One of them was that spicy sumo bowl, and it was made by Jake V10. There's also, and this is pretty cool, someone made a pretty well put together. It's not fully one-to-one, and it's not fully, I mean, you can't do, you can only do so much in Forge, but someone remade almost the entire Halo 3 Warthog run in Halo Infinite Forge. Has explosions going off, has trigger volumes that make certain floor floor pieces fall out at timed intervals. It has enemy AI in it, or not, or, yeah, I think, yeah, and a few other cool things that, it seems like a pretty faithful remake to it. The YouTube video that they linked also has the Halo 3 music and Cortana lines dubbed over it to give that feel for at least the YouTube video, but they did link the map and game mode if people want to go check it out for themselves. There's a... Old library S type map that was made by Bullet to the Head 9 called Athenaeum. I probably butchered how you actually say that word. There's Hemorrhaged Evolved, and this is worked on by a lot of folks, but this is the Hemorrhage map from Halo Reach, which was on Forge World, that has been remade into Halo Infinite Forge, and it's pretty good. It it makes hemorrhage look a lot better than it did with the gray reach palette, at least. <laughs> you can have any color you want as long as it's gray. <laughs> I actually saw a little bit of a fly through of this map in one of Duquesne's latest videos on Fortub. And it looked pretty good. And then the last one is Obituary. This is by DT Chaos, Wolf Rain, and Nas. It's a Halo 2 containment esque style map. Also has some narrows feel to it, but it's a BTB map. So that's what we've got on the Forge Spotlight for last month. There's an update to the HCS Open Series. These are open events where any team can come online and compete. There are numerous events happening weekly from now until the middle of May. Each week is a uh, 4K tournament for most of the weeks, there's a few of them that are uh, 2K tournaments, but we got quite a few possibilities. So if you're out there and think you got some stuff and you got a team together, then you can sign up for these open tournaments and possibly win some money out of it. Definitely of course, the first mean. week, Optic Gaming won in the NA region. No that surprise there. Me. Quadrant won the EU. Luminosity won Mexico. That's not surprising and mind freak won the australia new zealand that's not surprising either and then on in other news this actually hasn't hit waypoint yet i don't know if it will yet but just announced today halo infinite and mcc now both run on steam deck nice so if you're one of the few out there that actually have a steam deck you can now play halo infinite and the master chief collection on that platform well i've actually been thinking about building a steam machine yeah, uh, as in as in, a, as in taking one of my old towers and run putting Linux on it, um, and using it for a gaming machine. They're uh, very nice. Was it Proton? They use as the conversion yeah. layer. Mm-hmm. It's getting really good. I wonder if that means if someone will try to port Halo Infinite and MCC to Linux using that same because the Steam Deck is Linux based, right? It is. Yeah. Because I have Halo uh, Infinite run on those is pretty impressive. I mean, I think <laughs> there's not a lot of games made for Linux. There, the library, I think, is getting there a little bit. Team Fortress 2 works on all platforms, which is kind of, I think, one of the defect. Well, that and Counter-Strike Source. All, all this, pretty much anything that's made on Source from Valve, <laughs> I think, runs in pretty much any OS. Well, I mean, the, the gaming library on Linux is still pretty big. It's just, it's not AAA. Yeah, most types. of the AAA games are all designed to run either on dedicated hardware or on Windows. Yeah, 
<clears throat> but Mac is kind of screwed. Linux is kind of screwed. Nobody plays on a Mac anyway. The original Halo was built for Mac. Yeah, and that was 20 years ago. Actually, this, it was longer than that. I'm just saying, if you could get Halo to run on Linux and Mac, that would be actually cornering a market. Well, actually, with it running on Steam Deck, it it'll run on Linux because uh, you can install. There's a weird workaround where you can actually install the Steam OS onto a tower, okay, and run the software that Steam runs on their Steam Deck. That's cool. Hmm. I wonder if the Steam OS allows you to scale it, like. With Steam Deck, I'm guessing it's a certain hardware profile, so I wonder if games are compiled to... No? Okay. I'm sure it's tuned... It's tunable to the hardware. But from what I've seen about the Steam Deck, it's pretty friendly to running on different hardware. Okay. So there may be hope yet. Yeah. That'd be pretty... I think pretty impressive if you... Like, if you had Halo running on Mac and Linux. I mean, that's a whole other market right there. So, you got Office on, well, not on Linux technically, but you have it on Mac. Anyways, moving on. Um, I think that's all the news that I have to go over. Did I miss anything? We were gone for two weeks, so I may have missed uh, something. Nothing that I can think of. I can check the Halo Twitter and see if anything popped up, but I think that I didn't know. The, I didn't know the whole infinite on Steam Deck thing. So that just came out today, and l- less than an hour ago, on Twitter, which is why I don't think they've even had the the Waypoint article, or if they have, it hasn't hit the the main feed of feed here's, yet. yeah yeah here's what's available on the website. But there is in MCC lock and uh well this might be a little out. Yeah, that is outdated. They haven't put the newest playlist on MCC yet on Twitter. Um, I found the one for last week, but didn't find the one for this week. Anyways. But yeah, that's it for now. So on to our main topic, which will be the sequence in the Halo Infinite campaign. So we picked up, or we pick up where the chief found the pilot hiding after we had the two brutes come and try to Stop Chief and the pilot in their tracks. And now we get to go attempt to get the control spire. I replayed through this today and I forgot like all the <laughs> all the emotions that start to trigger at this point. Mm-hmm. Going through everything. So, yeah. Anyways. Th- I thought this part was cool because it's the biggest part of the Halo ring that, or, well... I don't know if the top island has more or not, but it definitely has the most to do out of any part of the playable area in the campaign. I know for my first run through with doing all the collectibles and stuff, I definitely went to all the different fobs and banished bases that you could go to. But there was there was a lot of stuff in this larger island to do. Mm-hmm. I think it took me probably three hours to actually go through everything before I finally entered the Nexus afterwards. But again, we're just going to be hopping around, not necessarily doing any uh, specific like lore accurate retelling of the, this section, just because there's so many different things that you can do. Uh, Do you want to start with the side quest stuff first or the mainline stuff discussing all this? Well, we can start with the main line. So I love how they incorporated the spires, because ever since Halo CE, the spires were always kind of this mystical structure. You didn't quite know what they were mm-hmm. or what they did. So to actually have the spires from Halo CE being pulled in, and given the fresh coat of paint, enter them. being able to enter them. Well, you could, quote unquote, enter one in Halo CE. You went kind of underneath it. To free the Marines. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not exactly the same, but yeah. But to actually have a purpose for them and to interact with them, I thought was a really 
cool thing. It's like, oh, this is a nice way to actually incorporate these spires, which we know they're kind of communication beacons to begin with from other lore that we've heard and playing through the games otherwise. But to actually have a purpose that we can interact with them and interface with them, I thought was very well done. Yeah, definitely. There weren't any of those spires on any of the other islands, which was kind of interesting, too. It was just that island for some reason. Yeah, but it's a really big island. It is. It's a long way between spires. <laughs> you you grapple shot the banshee as quick as you can, and you just fly. And you keep flying. And keep flying. Yes. And keep flying. And then you avoid the other banshees that spawn. Um, I like the way each spire was a little bit different as far as the engagement itself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a copy-paste. Yeah. You know, each one offered its own challenges. The dialogue between Chief and the weapon was interesting. Yeah. Things started to crack and break down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very end of it, when they realized, you know, it's a trap. Yeah. So what do we do? Spring the trap. <laughs> yep. And that's what they did. And... The whole armor defense modes that the whole teaser part of putting the AI protections in the deletion routines. Mm-hmm. And when Chief activates it, it's like, oh no. Yep. Red flag. Yeah. Those those memories started flooding back to me because going through up until this point, it's like, okay, you're you're biting the banished, you're kind of expanding the story, and now it's like, oh, about to go down. <laughs> you and tried to delete me. Oh, wait, we're not there yet. <laughs> Sorry, but I couldn't resist. No, it's yeah, it's you start to see the the breakdown of trust, or Chief basically not wanting to see the mistake happen again. So, first two spires are not a problem, and we get a nice little backstory, a little banter between the pilot Cortana and or not Cortana, the weapon. And Chief, just call it Newtana. <laughs> That's what it should be called, just Newtana. You have the dialogue between them talking about the pilot, how he felt like he was back on Infinity, hiding, cowering away, mm-hmm. not being able to do anything. Chief and Newtana trying to reassure him that it's okay, you're here now, we're in this together. And then the, after the second Spire, they talk about fighting for anyone's out like loved ones or having a purpose to keep going and and doing what they're Mm -hmm. doing. Some of those existential questions that we've heard before throughout Halo 4, Halo 5 and other parts of the lore and it just helps reinforce that for people that have played it and for new people to the franchise it also at least lays it out for them. Well, I, I think it helps invest the player into the story as well. Mm-hmm. It does feel like after playing through these next set of missions and areas, so I played through today the sequence, the Nexus, and the Control Spire mission, whichever one that's called. And it actually does a pretty good job of touching on all the major themes from the past six Halo games mm-hmm. to really drive at like bringing everything up to speed. I feel like you could play Infinite as a new player and actually get a good gist of what has happened in the previous games that's led up to this point. Yeah, that's one thing I, I you know I I liked about the Infinite campaign is you could you can jump into it and kind of understand what's going on. Where some of the previous campaigns, you really had to be had to have been really invested in the series in order to understand the story completely. Right. I mean, there was parts of the story, you know, the story was understandable, but there were nuances about the story that a new player wouldn't understand or wouldn't know that actually means something to the story. Right. So I think they did a good job there. And it didn't really placate. That much to existing players, it felt more like an enhancing, oh, this is a good reminder mm-hmm. sequence. This is 
chief reliving these memories and trying to come to terms with them. And this is Cortana leaving her stamp and trying to, as we see later on the campaign is almost trying to give chief this, Hey, this is what happened. And this is eventually why I did what I did and to trust the weapon. So we have this relational breakdown and then we have this healing process that we'll get to later, later down the road in the campaign. Each Spire, though, is, like you said, at least very different in engagement. Mm-hmm. Every time I went to a Spire, I basically parked whatever aerial vehicle I had behind it and then just hit up on the upper platform mm-hmm. and shot everything. That was the safe, your safest bet. <laughs> Until you ran out of ammo, and if you didn't know about the tank glitch on your first run through, then you had to go scavenge for yeah. grenades and ammo. and Which I did. I did as well. The wraiths were a little unexpected, so <laughs> those probably killed me a few times before I got through to that spire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a couple of times I had to hop in my banshee and go scavenge. <laughs> yeah. And for me, I was flying everywhere doing all the side stuff, too. <laughs> so it went a, a wide round ways to get to some of these things. Yeah, the first time I played through it, I pretty much just went straight for the objective. I didn't do any of the side stuff. Uh, like I said, I was interested in getting the main story. Right. Which is, and, which is fine. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. This, the side story stuff is great. Uh, they did a really good job on that as well. But you know, like I said, when at, at launch of the game, I wanted to get that main story through. I wanted to hear that main story first. Yeah. Which is totally, totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. I liked how, once they got to, like, each tower had a building block. So the first one's like, okay, I need to get more mm-hmm. samples, because one sample isn't going to be enough. Two is laying out, okay, I need a total of four based on how I figured things out, and she's getting a little quicker on figuring out what she needs. Three is she starts to go at getting the different pieces, and then the last one pushes back and starts to kind of get this feeling of mm, what's going on here? Should I be doing this? <laughs> and of course she blows it off of, Oh, it's, it's nothing. And then the pilot comes over and it's like, what happened? And she's like, uh, it's probably nothing or could be, but we got it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, it's bad whenever you just brush something off and you say it's nothing. It's like, it's definitely something. <laughs> and then the last one is where chief pulls out the safeguards of his neural interface, the AI chip, and does the red flag activation mm-hmm. to isolate the AI from from the rest of the armor, which doesn't she doesn't pick up on at all. And then you head back to the the command spire. And that's the mainline stuff. As far as the side stuff, we have two banished facilities. We've got the Riven Gate, which is one of the bigger banished facilities, I think, in the entire thing. And then Annex Ridge. Annex Ridge destroying all the the gas tanks and transports for the excavation that they're doing. And then Ribbon Gate's just a, a big hodgepodge of different things. But these were interesting experiences. That I th- Ribbon Gate was a little confusing because you had to figure out how to get into the, like the last place on where the last core is that you had to destroy and then mm-hmm. one of the gates was was hard to figure out at first too the other thing that was a pain in this area were the hunters yeah one of the if you were unprepared yes they were they're very difficult yeah th- those were definitely a pain because the yeah the myriad pair were were you have to be packing and and then you're scavenging cuz you can take two sets of power weapons, granted, without the tank gun. You can take two sets of power weapons and be completely drained, and you only have knocked one halfway down in health. So it's a matter of getting grenades and getting the right angles on things. It 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 took a lot a of A lot effort, of peak shooting. Especially on legendary. If you want to yeah. defeat them on legendary. Luckily, when I paid it on Legendary, I skipped all that. (laughs) (laughs) 
which is fine. I was doing the whole kind of completionist thing, so that just that's what worked for me. Lots of collectibles in here. We had eight different high-value targets, including the hunters, which kept people busy. There were several skulls in this area as well, including one that was very tough to find. If you didn't know where the hole in the waterfall was uh, to get the black eye skull, then that would have been that one's hard to find. So I, whenever I was skull hunting, or or just hunting things, I I would do the ping thing, and I saw a ping straight down. Like if you're in that pond that's on top of it, you do the ping mm-hmm. and you get the ping straight down. Well, if you go too far off of it, that ping goes away. And if you try to kind of find a way, it's like, okay, where is this thing? This thing is underground. And then I took probably a good 20, 30 minutes seeing, trying to figure out where this thing is. And then I went on my way. I couldn't figure it out. And I think it was Joker. And we had a few of us that were basically sharing each other, like certain skulls that we found while we were mm-hmm. able to play it before release. I think it was Joker that had, it was either Joker or Green Skull that had found the entrance. And then I went back and tried to find it. And it took a good five minutes before I actually found the hole. And it's not the easiest thing to even get into. You have to be very precise with your grapple shot because the entrance angle into it doesn't really, like, if you were to grapple up above it, you, there's no way to drop into it. You basically have to grapple into it. So you have to grapple yourself up high enough to where you're, you'll get a good enough angle and then you can grapple like into it. It's not an easy skull to get. Have you, have you gotten the skull? Have you tried to get all the skulls? Yeah, yet? I've gotten all the skulls. Okay. So you I know how to, hard that, I, hard. I, had to, I had to, to do the lasso run. Okay. So you know how hard that skull is to get. Mm-hmm. It was not fun. We also have the thunderstorm skull. The Famine Skull, and yeah, I think, yep, those are, those are all those skulls. And then we've got a couple of Easter eggs in this section as well. So if you go over to the island that has, after the first spire, there's that floating island. It has a wasp on it and it has another skull on it. There's a grunt doll there. Uh, there there's dolls all over... Well, I mean, there, there's dolls technically all over Zeta Halo. But you have a Didact doll, the Harbinger doll, the uh, the Grunt doll, there's an Echo 216 pilot doll, an Endless doll, a Jameson Lock doll. There's also a place that you can go up on one of the high parts of this island and get the original Halo theme. There's a Blood Gulch map hologram in the Riven Gate facility. So as you're going into the last area, the hologram map is actually of Blood Gulch, which is pretty cool. And then there's actually an original Xbox, which I actually haven't found this one yet, but it's in a one of the caves off by one of the the ring artifacts they can find. But yeah, there, there's a original Xbox sitting on one of the little crates, you know, sea crates. And I think that's pretty much kind of all the stuff here. It takes a long while to actually fully clear this out. If you go for all the collectibles and all the different inter- interactions that you can get with the fobs, the the squads, all the valor points, all the um, audio logs, the propaganda towers. This this one's takes quite a bit to clear out, but this one was was a lot of fun. Um, you want to move on to Nexus? Sure. So we finally enter into the <clears throat> the pits of the command spire, at least. And as we go through the Nexus, we start to get the Cortana whispers, which is pretty cool. Not too much here. There's a lot of callbacks to Halo 2 with the gondola ride. Um, that was pretty cool. Uh, some of the interior architecture also calling out to some of the Halo 2 stuff. There was the stack that raised up and the one part where the weapon does the whole wee thing going down. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, and I didn't realize the, if you stay in that room, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but there's like a kind of a 
a dull ringing sound that almost sounds like the TARDIS dong. I remember that one. Yeah, if you go back to that room that has the stack that lifts up, it almost sounds like the TARDIS dong. Uh, I'll have to uh, go stand there for a little bit and listen. Yeah, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that's kind of what it sounded like. Could be nothing, but I th- I thought it would. It it sounded pretty familiar, pretty similar. Yeah, we had a couple of collectibles in here. We got a set of hunters that we had to fight as well near the beginning. We got to meet up again with our um our second monitor friend. I forget what his name is at the moment. Shoot, yeah, I forget what what his, his name was. Uh, we get to see all the the spires that were activated for the Reformation, and that and how it's begun. But this is also the part where Chief tries to delete the weapon, and we get to go through that whole ride. <laughs> so, what was, what were your original kind of thoughts and feelings as we went through this whole sequence of, okay, we Chief knows what's about to happen. He's preparing for the final trap to be sprung as the weapon tries to stop this and knows that the harbinger has been kind of pulling at the weapon to try to either get her to stop or or something else. Shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> yep. I I, was, I recall I, I, me I was, sitting there I was like playing don't do this don't do this don't other. do this. <laughs> I was playing through that whole level waiting for the uh, other shoe to drop. (laughs) Is it around this corner? Is it around this corner? Is it through this door? (laughs) You mean like when it was when he was actually going to do it? When things were going to get interesting, let's put it that way. Okay. I mean, it wasn't in a part that was necessarily interesting. Well, I mean... As far as the story, you know, picking up a little pace. Gotcha. So, yeah, it was a, it was a little unexpected, but I kind of. I mean, you saw it coming at this point. Was, yeah, I suspected what was going on. I just didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. Right. Right. And there was this whole back and forth of, <laughs> why don't you trust me? And Chief being pretty silent about it. and then. Of course, the har- once Cortana tries to do what she's going to do, the Harbinger attacks, and then Chief tries to delete the weapon. And you see in the background where Newtana is basically fighting for her life at, at this point. She was kind of whisked away. Chief started, uh, or the Harbinger spoke up, trying to basically say, why are you interfering? <laughs> do you know what you're doing? And then Cortana reappears and is basically saying, Chief, help. And then Chief starts the whole sequence to delete the weapon. And in the background, you see the weapon flashing between green, yellow, and blue, and gray, like she's fighting for her life. And she picks up on what Chief is trying to do while she's struggling. And similar to how Cortana, back in Halo 4, was kind of like swiping screens and everything, you see the weapon kind of blurry in the background because the focus is actually on the heads-up display. But it looks like you see her almost like going through lines of code, and by the time it gets to like the countdown for the deletion, the weapon manages to override the deletion protocol. So, so much for that, Halsey. <laughs> Thwarted by your own program. Well, at this point, she'd already had a little bit of help from Cortana. Yeah. But we don't know that yet. Right. Right. She had picked up some pieces that actually helped enable her to do what she did. Mm-hmm. And of course, the weapon's not very happy about it. She turns around and does say, well, I got the monitor's brain. Remember, I'm an infiltration program. And then starts to shut Chief out. And is like, well, here's your grav lift. Go take care of what you're going to do. And it starts to be that. I mean, it makes sense. It's like, okay, you just mm-hmm. tried to kill me. But at the same time, delete me. At the same time, in the back of your head, it's like you said earlier on that you were created to be deleted. So why are you getting such a big deal about this? 
Well, there's a lot of lot of things that happen in that. Oh, I know. I, I'm just I'm just pro putting out yeah, I the understand what rhetorical you're saying, question. But honestly, the weapon between the first time we meet her and this point, she's grown quite a bit. She's learned a lot too, mm-hmm. and she learns that she has a purpose other than just to do this one thing and delete herself. Chief has given her part of that purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, Chief gave her that purpose by not erasing her at the very beginning. Yeah. So, True. you know. It's something that gives you some thought on how things have developed. And I don't know if it starts to hint at what Cortana has done later down the road. The fact that the weapon was able to override the deletion program. Or you could just chalk it up to the Cortana AI because. We we eventually find out that the weapon is based on Cortana, mm-hmm. and it's like she's just meant to be that good that she can she can just be better than Halsey because she basically is Halsey. Yeah. So we're, we're not given that full picture at this stage. No, yeah, but it's hint. being hinted at. Heavily being hinted at, yes. But we start to see a lot of the recalls back through Halo One and Halo Two. The weapon asks who Keys was, and Master Chief explains who he was. So, there, throughout the Nexus and the Command Spire, there's a lot of recounting of what happened in the previous games. And in this Spire room, we, we get bits and pieces from one through four, really. And then throughout the Command Spire mission, which is the next mission, we get a little bit more across the games and then we get five as well with the uh, at the end of the of the next mission but yeah we get we get to see that relationship that almost seems like the weapon's been trying to like work on it and chief's just been the stoic like i'm here to to take care of this and protocol mm-hmm. and we even get that hint of that there's so many there's so many call outs where the weapon basically says, you can't be that much a machine, can you? Recalling mm-hmm. back to the machine comment from Halo 4. And then the whole Dust and Echoes flashback, and you hear the weapons kind of say Dust and Echoes, almost as a callback to when she said Dust and Echoes earlier on in the campaign. Mm-hmm. But re- So, like, all these connective tissues are being... Po- it- <laughs> the Nexus is where the Nexus is revealed, <laughs> if you think about well, it. Yeah, it's... Pulling name, a lot the, of the name hints. Is, is foreshadowing. Yeah, it's pulling a lot of the hints that they've given you up to this point together. Yeah. And allowing you to kind of start putting the picture together if you haven't already. Yeah. So, I, it was a good mission. You know, good for the story. I mean, it wasn't that difficult of a mission, but, I mean, it was good to pull the story together. Yeah. Lots of cool callbacks as far as the movement mechanics with the gondola and the piston there's mm-hmm. a lot of that halo 2 callback which was really cool to see and having a, all the flashbacks it was good that you you still had some good fights there was a pair of hunters that you had to to mm-hmm. fight through uh there are plenty of like rooms with a good bulk of enemies where if you weren't careful you would you, you had to be careful what you're doing had the same kind of collect power seeds to power a door and unlock this and uh, all the understructure yeah, type I'm stuff that we've experienced still, already. Still a little miffed at that mechanic. What the whole go get the power seat, the power of the switch yeah. thing. It's not as fluid. It's not. It just it's an it gets annoying. Sure. You know, anytime you know when you're in a fight, the fight can be kind of dynamic. You know, no two fights are identical. Mm-hmm. They're very similar, but they're not identical. There's always things that change things up a little bit. But going to get a seed to turn it, yeah, really? Yeah. I've seen this a hundred times already. Right. And it would be one thing if the seeds were relatively close, but some of them, you got to go on a little trek to get to them. Especially the last one in that spire room. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. It's a, It's an interesting mechanic. At least it's it's different. Yeah, it is different, but it's one of those mechanics 
that it gets really repetitive really fast. Yeah. It's not a platformer where you have to go figure out how, like, how to get to the seed and then bring it back. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it definitely feels a little different. So, yeah. And then we got the Command Spire is the next mission where <laughs> Chief basically doesn't speak unless he's reacting to Cortana giving some vital information. And the first thing that we see is once they get to the top of the graph lift is Cortana gets plugged into a console and she says, oh, and she says, what is it? And she says, I wasn't talking to you. So she's trying to be the, the cold girlfriend or whatever that's just been pissed off by her boyfriend type of thing, which makes sense. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. I mean, I get given the constraint of the campaign size, having to kind of condense that okay, I'm not going to talk to you type thing for a little bit, but it didn't hold a lot of weight, it felt like. Because it, it kind of felt very back and forth, like, okay, if Cortana's not going to, or if Newt Cortana's not going to talk to you, then why is she giving you more information? And it's like this back and forth of, oh, I'm going to give you this information, but I'm not talking to you. Oh, you need to know about this, but I'm not talking to you. This doesn't matter in, in the long run. Yeah. It's like, go do your thing. It's like, pick, pick a lane. <laughs> Like it, to me, it didn't make much sense. The whole back and forth of like, is Cortana pissed off or 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 not? Like, Newtana, not Cortana, but yeah, is is she is she pissed off and not wanting to to talk to Chief or not? Like, <laughs> I felt like people didn't know what how exactly to to let this pan out and really sink in. Like, yeah, well, she, I think I think part of it is you know also you know they're fighting for the you know the existence of humans. So, yeah, sure. It's kind of like, yeah, I don't want to talk to you, but I have to give you this information because I don't want to see all humanity go extinct. <laughs> but you can even deliver that as it could be a lot more cold handed delivered instead of, but I guess it's like, okay, there's the naive part of the new time where it's like, okay, she's obviously trying to, any new information is interesting to her and wants to, to share it. But at the same time, she's just been betrayed by Chief as well. So it's this weird back, and, or maybe that's maybe that's the brilliance of it is because she's such a new AI that it's it's not mature emotion. So it does go back and forth. Maybe I I don't know. Yeah, it, it just felt very like wishy washy <laughs> for that whole exchange during this entire mission. Well, yeah, I did. I I honestly I enjoyed it. I, I really didn't read a lot into it. Um, you know, I, I wasn't contemplating the meaning of life with the, you know, the two, uh, two dialogues. Um, I thought it played out very well. Uh, it got the point across that the weapon was pissed and chief was being chief. You know, he'll do anything to complete the mission. You know, even if that's sacrificing the weapon. So. So that gets through three missions as far as the campaign narrative. We see at the end of the last one, the pilot get hijacked by the Spartan killer. And then suddenly they're all, okay, <laughs> singular momentum to save the pilot. So now now at least Chief and Newton are working together to at least save the pilot. So now they've got that common ground going back together. Yeah. So we'll, we'll end it there for the campaign. And then... I guess in a month or so, we'll get through the next set of campaigns. We'll probably have at least two more episodes to fully cover the campaign, because we have the Repository, the Road, the House of Reckoning, and the Silent Auditorium. we got four more missions to cover. We'll probably do two and two. So, Coming up, we'll have a guest either next week or the week after, probably next week, but uh, Magic Moonshot, who is a Twitch streamer, uh, caster in the Halo space, has been kind of making some waves, has been part of the grassroots, uh, one of the newest grassroots members, I believe, as well. She was at Worlds. She hosted a panel at Worlds this past year, so she's been very up and coming. So we have the uh, pleasure of having her be a guest on the podcast in the next coming weeks. We've reached out to Infinite Forges. I still need to reach out to Halo VFX and the the group that made the animated short hyper uh hyper metal on YouTube 
see if they would be interested in doing an interview about their uh, little comedic take and more interviews to be lined up for sure. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up tonight? I'm too tired to think. (laughs) So I logged into Halo Infinite today and was trying to just do my dailies and Mm -hmm. Big Team Social is out, which is sad. So the only big team is just big team battle at the moment. There's social slayer. So if we have a small enough lobby to start tomorrow, then we can at least do some social slayer. There's always fiesta. There is always fiesta. So depending on the party size, (laughs) might push off trying to do BTB until we actually need to do BTB. And there's always customs that we can dive into as well. Well, I mean, we, we've been just running regular BTB. Uh, I picked, social one one time and everybody hated it so we just went back to regular btb oh gotcha we did social after you left and it was we we had a pretty good time there was one game that we just got utterly destroyed mm-hmm. um or was it during game was it during game night that match that we lost 136 were you on that one or not it was a, just a regular slayer match wasn't it uh yeah, it was, was slayer fr- it was yeah. slayer that was regular big team. Okay. Yeah, that didn't feel very good. <laughs> no, we were getting owned pretty hard on that one. Who brought out the sweaties? I think the first few games that I joined last week, we were just getting hammered. And then we finally kind of balanced cult. out. Yeah. You can blame me for it. It was all that raw skill. <laughs> Someone said, you brought the backpack, right? I'm like, oh no, it was Bobby. <laughs> They said, you brought the backpack, right? I'm like, uh, no. Not after just coming off of a three-hour phone call. So, that'll wrap it up for the episode tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. For those on Twitch, for those listening via the download on podcast, thank you very much for tuning in. We will catch you all next week with our first interview of the year. I know I'm very far behind on actually getting that done, but hopefully I'll catch up with some interviews and get more lined up in the next couple of weeks. Make sure you check out our Discord. Come jump on in. Podtacular.com slash Discord. Get involved with the game nights on Fridays. Get involved with the community. And a shout out to Confal for almost getting a bingo. He was almost. one away one away from game night last week on getting a bingo. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Have a fun time. Oh, last thing before I forget. And by the time our download listeners get this, it might be over. But there is a a community BTB event that's happening tomorrow. There's uh, several teams that are that have been pulled together and are uh, playing. There is Cardinal Redbird, Unishek, Crazy Miller, Oath, a few others that have teams going into this BTB playdate. There will be drops across all these channels as well. That's taking place tomorrow. I'm trying to find the tweet. With the additional details, let me go to Unishek's Twitter because he had it, or he retweeted it, and where is it? Where is it? There it is. Oh, they don't say what time it's going to be at. Really? Well, it's taking place tomorrow on Saturday. Oh, hopefully 7th. it's between you know, like eight thirty to ten thirty in the evening. That way, all the sweaties will go there. <laughs> I'm guessing it'll be tomorrow night at, at some point. But yes, there are six teams. Cardinal Redbird, Crazy Miller, Magic Moonshot, Unishek, Maddie Rums, and Jay Tracer. The only one I haven't heard of is Jay Tracer. Ought to be pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. So go follow them. Check them out. Get some drops tomorrow. Have a good time with it. And we'll catch you all in the next one. Keep on firing them trucks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtacular.com, and join the community on Discord at podtacular.com slash Discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Frag and Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks. <laughs>